Here we are, guys, the next episode of Kind of an Expert. My name is Corey Tyndall, and we are still in quarantine, but we're trying to get these episodes out on a weekly basis like we were before. This episode I'm super excited for. We sat down with my friend Chris Bazemore, who is also a comedian in New York City. In fact, uh, we pretty much started together, and we talk about him growing up in the Red Hook projects in Brooklyn and kind of how Brooklyn has changed over time. We uh, talk about, or he shares stories of uh, being in gangs, gangs trying to recruit him, the difference in Red Hook now. And Bushwick now in Williamsburg uh, compared to how it was even, you know, 26, 27 years ago when he was growing up. So I thought this was super interesting. Um, you can actually catch him. Uh, he's got a couple of podcasts, no live shows going on right now, which is a bummer. But uh, he's got a podcast called the I Can Explain That Podcast or Ice Tea Podcast on Instagram, uh, which I actually did an episode that's a really fun show where we go through our search history for the week and essentially we have to explain why we searched it. So you can find uh, my episode of that podcast on there as well. That's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. And you can find his page on uh, Instagram at Chris Baysmore underscore uh, and I believe that's his Twitter as well but that's enough for me let's get into the episode thanks for doing this again I know there's a little is a little tough with uh, the distance thing, but I'm glad we got to figure it out. How are you doing? You're still in New York, right? Yep, definitely. It's still in New York, and it's fucking madness out here, man. What do you what What do you mean? People are are they looting yet? I haven't been there for almost two weeks. <laughs> it's it's coming. It's, it's coming. Co- <laughs> they haven't looted yet, but I know it's getting bad when I'm starting to see, and this is not even a joke, man. I'm starting to see like real crackheads with gloves and masks on. <laughs> so like some so cities like, are seeing like coyotes and animals take over. New York is seeing the crackheads take over. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you because they're still outside and like I'll go to the store and they're still out there, but they're wearing masks and like gloves uh, and oh, shit. And I'm like. And it's ill to me because I'm like, they don't give a shit about what they put in their body because they fucking smoke crack. Right. Right? Right. But they care about <laughs> the virus. Like, that's ill. If, you, if you're if you any kind of conspiracy theorist, then you would say that fear mongering is working. Yes. Yeah. It's scaring crackheads into submission. <laughs> you know? As soon as you start terrifying crackheads, you know shit got serious. Oh, that's, yeah, because now I know it's a real... I didn't. I didn't believe it before. Well, I believed it, but I didn't like. I was like, all right, it's not going to really affect us. Generally, things doesn't usually f- affect New York besides like terrorism. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like viruses yeah. and stuff do- doesn't usually hit cities because things like this would happen. It would become a pandemic. The whole city would have to shut down, and in a couple of days it'd be zombies. Yeah, I always thought that. Pretty much. So, well, I just didn't realize so the like, zombies would just be normal crackheads. Like that's the part that, I was missing. <laughs> I feel like that's what Rob Zombie and all those people who, <laughs> I forget who actually invented or coined the term for zombie, but I think it was George Romero. Uh, I, yeah. That's probably he what did happened. Dawn he, of the Dead. Pro- yep. I, I think you know what happened? 
He was probably in Detroit back in the day, and he was walking <laughs> through. And he was like, yo, this is some zombie. Oh, shit, I got something. And he went and he wrote it, and now <laughs> you got a whole fucking genre of fucking mute movies. Man, Detroit so, was popping back in the day. Don't pretend like Detroit was always like oh, it is right Detroit, now. <laughs> Detroit was the shit, but Detroit has historically held its place in music and crime ratings. It's never like they've always been the same, one and the same. When True. you guys are up in music, you guys are also up in crime ratings. That, you know when what? When you guys go down in music, Crime ratings stay the same. Something's <laughs> something's gonna inspire the music, you know. Like, <laughs> true, true. I think I think you need a way out, right? It's always like think about it like this uh, in New York and how hip hop and shit was created. Yeah, because it was a lot of turmoil. It was a lot of things, a lot of crackheads, a lot of all that shit. So people was like, "Yo, we need a way out. Yeah. We need to figure some shit out <laughs> to get out of here because this is getting crazy." <laughs> same thing with Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, no, for for sure. I mean, I you don't hear many musicians from like Kansas City, Missouri. Shout out to Chris Ryder because uh, you know nothing bad <laughs> happens there. <laughs> no, no, Nashville is okay. Okay, like, wait, country doesn't count because they're fine. They're just singing about the problems that they have. It's not like nobody. Yeah, it's real personal. Right. No, they're not going in the Smithsonian as like the voice of their generation or whatever. They're just like, they're there. I don't know. So. <laughs> agree. 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 There is, I don't know if there's any J. I don't listen to it enough to even. I, all I know about is Buck Owens and Taylor Swift. Oh. And that's a hell of a range. What? Yeah, right. What? A lot of people disagree on the Taylor Swift portion. There's, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of country, country. fans who say she's yes. not country. But yeah, I, I don't know. know. I'm, know I'm not is. a huge country fan. I've just been around it enough growing up uh, you know, some, in Michigan. Does I, the country? I got it. Oh, co- country's oh. huge out here. Really? Oh yeah, I mean, you get out of you get out of Detroit, you get out of Grand Rapids. It's it's all farms, like it's farms and like wooded uh, areas, and gotcha. that's where you like get in a in the back of your pickup truck with ten of your boys, and you go to a giant bonfire in the middle of the woods, and uh, you blast Keith Urban. That's uh, that's that, that's the that's, Saturday night in most normal- of Michigan. Jesus Christ, man! That that sounds terrible, right? Aren't, that doesn't see. This is why I got out. This life. is this is why I went to your hometown. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds horrendous, man. I mean, I get it. I, I mean, it is what it is. When I went down, uh, my family is all from the South. I mean, like Alabama and Louisiana. Oh and wow, Carolinas. Yeah, no, all of that. The Virginias, both of them. So all of that is where my family and both sides are from. So I remember going down there growing up and it was just like, you guys have nothing like this is terrible. And it was like, no, we make we get around it. And I was only a kid. So I, it wasn't like I was going to bonfires and doing shit like that and make it to that age. Right. By that. By the time I got to that age, I already knew, like, I don't want to go down there unless I have to. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they got good food, though. Great food. That's why. <laughs> that's why it's always fat things. Like it's right. always fat people. <laughs> but it's it's also like like it's not like you were living in a penthouse suite in Manhattan in New York, 
I mean, I'm I I guess Methodist. I don't know your your financial state. I know that you weren't like super fucking rich or anything, but you go down there, it's it's not at all. They don't have anything, but it's a different kind of not having anything, right? Yeah, so I grew up in Brooklyn, the projects, the Red Hook projects, houses, okay. as they All refer right. to it. So I, I have that, I seen that. So I wasn't, and I wasn't like the poorest of the poor, but granted, I still was in the projects. Now, yeah. the the difference in, I mean, I guess there's a lot of similarities because people just do what the fuck, you do what's around you. It's not a lot of opportunities, not a lot of shit here. It wasn't. It changed. It's different now. There's so many places you can shop and get kale and shit. It's it's amazing. <laughs> but, How many but people like, in the Red Hook projects are eating kale? Be honest. <laughs> oh, a lot now, man. And I only say that because when I go shopping for kale, it's never there. So it's like, I like, so I'm like, you motherfucker. I think it's the whole juicing craze. Everyone is getting kale because of that. But I, I gotcha. just eat it. You gotta head up to Williamsburg. Just, they got plenty of kale. Yeah, that's too far from Red Hook. <laughs> Fair and enough. Williamsburg has changed dramatically too. Yeah, Williamsburg used to look like Detroit at some point. Everything was uh, different coming up. It was it was like real fears I had traveling, and like there was like lessons that our our parents and shit gave us. Like, yo, don't ever take the L train. And I know. If you guys don't know about the L train, that's one of the nicest trains now. It runs dog shit. No, it's not. But it goes through the... <laughs> that train sucks. It goes sucks. through the nicest I, area. Oh. I still say don't take the L train. From what your parents said for you oh growing up, that still holds true. Don't no. take the L train. Yeah, I mean, because it's different. You're going to get glitter on your face or something. It's going to be true. something different, though. Yeah. You're not going to get fucking stabbed and robbed for a fucking textbook. You can always tell. It's funny, because I live off the, the ACE. You can always tell tell who's about to get off at 14th street to transfer for the l get, like i'll get yep. on at 42nd and go oh they're going to williamsburg <laughs> that's that's just it's a that's, i'm a, i'm correct 100 percent of the time there is no like yeah it's it's the hipsters that's the train they live off of 100%. they gentrified the, they gentrified the shit out of williamsburg Oh, a hundred percent. I used to play a game, like if I'm taking a long subway ride, I'll play like a game with myself where I try to figure out what stop everyone's getting off <laughs> of. And a lot of times I'm right, especially when it's going back into Brooklyn. If I'm going, if I'm leaving Brooklyn, going to Manhattan, who knows? But when it's in Brooklyn, I'm like, oh, I shoot a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm a Hall of Famer. No, oh, yeah. It's like, no, yeah, it's, for it's real. Crazy. And then every once in a while, you'll see one drag queen that gets off at like West 4th instead of 14th. You're like, oh, okay. All right. I guess it's okay. uh, I guess it's her night out. <laughs> yeah, working your way up there. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> a West Village drag queen now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another thing too, man. I guess in a, in a, in a good way, I am happy that uh, gay people and stuff can coexist more normally than they oh, did for like, sure uh, because i mean let's not get it twisted i'm not like fucking 50 years old where i was like oh i saw Times square before the lights like i wasn't <laughs> that i'm not that old I've, <laughs> but i've seen i i personally seen a slight change because i came i came at the end like i remember vcrs and all that shit yeah and slapping the tv because it's not the, working 100 percent. i remember <laughs> I remember the radio being essential in every house. Wow. <laughs> Fucking, uh, 
Yeah, because you just never know. And then fucking, uh, what is it called? Um, landlines, all of that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. My parents still have one of those. It keeps waking me up in the morning. It's terrible. It's the worst. It's, it's the, the worst. worst. It's the worst. I'm like, what are you, who's and calling that? Who important is calling that? <laughs> someone who wants money. Whoever calls your landline <laughs> yeah, wants money. Exactly. It's never, just never unplug it. to say hi. And yeah, my parents I've are like, well, what if somebody important calls? It's like, they'll also call your cell. If it's that <laughs> important, they have the cell phone, they will call it immediately afterwards. That, that that's the that's a wild thing but you know that is ill because you know the governor still has that landline for clemency and shit like to let people go on death row it's still like a landline that jails have that goes co- directly to them wow and i think is it's something it's something to be said about that because wow. a lot of people don't get clemency and they still die and it's because he just never answers he's like i'm not answering the fucking home this is a fucking landline i'm not gonna pick this shit up this is, this 99 is out of 100 it's a solicitor but that one time yeah. it's the landline yeah, they should have picked up uh, it's like you know what maybe they were innocent but they don't they get a bad rap that's hilarious <laughs> and now and that was just a dead person being just like fuck they should have called a cell <laughs> still be alive oh it's so I funny I seen the change, man. I, I I seen. I used to carry a screwdriver around for protection. Phillips head or uh, flathead? I I I fancied both. Oh, but okay. A, but the Phillips, it can get it if you're trying to stab someone. That's the one. There you I've go. never stabbed anyone, guys. But it it just seems better because right. the ridges. Right. And, you and think it, get in there the flathead? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pointier. It would go it would go in easier. Yeah. You think? Yeah, that's that's my that's my assumption. Yeah, but nowadays it's not it's not that way at all, man. It's fucking it's it feel it's so nice, but it's still like it ruins hip hop for me. What do you mean? Because of how nice it. Well, back when I, you know. That was my music of choice growing up. Yeah, growing up in the projects, growing that's just what you hear all the time. So. I f- loved listening to that, and when you hear it and you're in the environment, I imagine it's similar to being at a bonfire or whatever and listening to country. It's like, oh yeah, this is what uh, this is made for. That's interesting. So, so that's kind of like when you hear certain hip hop, you hear Biggie or something. It's like, yeah, I'm in the hood. I am poor, <laughs> yeah, or relatively poor, and yeah, I'm struggling. So, this tracks. This makes sense. This. I should be listening to this here. Right. But now, I'm like trying to listen to Keith that. Like if you heard Keith Urban in the projects, you'd be like, what the fuck? I say it's over. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> time to, time to pack it in, guys. <laughs> the coronavirus should get in. us all. That's it. Everybody yeah. pack up. Just it's kill yourself. Over. We're done. <laughs> just just let the white people have this one. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Urban is like the new blanket with smallpox. <laughs> uh, if I hear him, I'm like, oh, fuck, we're done. We're going to get syphilis. Yeah, so, we're, we so, had a good run, boys. <laughs> yeah, we was, this was great. Hang your Tims up before you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's over, man. Yeah. It's truly, it's, um. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence with, with gentrification and how Brooklyn has changed, man. Because I'm happy. On one side, I am happy that we have, uh, like, the Brooklyn Nets and shit. But yeah. what that has done to the economy is, like, especially in that area, it's like, 
all the store owners and the mom and pop shops that was in that area had to close down because they couldn't afford the rent. Oh wow! Because of yeah, you got to think about. It. They just put a big ass stadium. Well, a couple years ago, but they put a big ass stadium somewhere that used to. It was relatively busy because it was the mall across, but it wasn't as busy as it is now. So yeah. a lot of people raised the rent. They skyrocketed shit, and yeah, it just it was it was terrible. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough. I mean because like yeah, it's it's good on the one hand like you were saying about like Williamsburg, they like those like uh uh like different types of people can start moving in and whatnot, but yeah, if you're if you're yeah. kicking out the people that were there before, like that's the problem. Is it better? That's truly. No. No, but that that's literally the problem. I mean, it's better in I guess some ways, right? Because like uh you know, it's it's I don't have to carry a screwdriver. So uh, yeah, that's, that's that pretty, is true. That's fun. Right. That's that's pleasant, but right. I don't it's not better because of the actual fallout. When you think about the actual fallout it's like, "Oh, this is terrible." Cuz right now I haven't been affected by the coronavirus or in any way right like i don't know anyone that's had it or has it or whatever yeah so like um, it's it's bad but it's like all right it doesn't affect me but when you see it in person like we used to go to the hospitals or see pictures of certain things you're like oh shit it's really like this and that's kind of how i feel about that situation and like the brooklyn how brooklyn is like it's 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 ruined, but it was always it's still a love. I, I just think that people when they move here, they don't they don't have that same love like that. I don't know. It's like a camaraderie. Like hmm. Brooklyn always respected Brooklyn. Okay. Growing up, you we used to get like we used to get in fights with other people from other places. Now within Brooklyn, of course, there's different neighborhoods, and different neighborhoods don't like other neighborhoods. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, let's say I'm there with. Gowanus, which is also a nice place, but at the time they were like Red Hook's rivals. Like, okay, they were shooting. They were shooting pregnant women in the bellies, like on purpose. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy yeah, shit! Like, there's there's newspaper articles. And the person, the lady who was shot, is someone I went to school with. Oh wow, that. Yeah, Whoa. she wasn't. She wasn't very nice to me, but like she doesn't deserve to get shot. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she doesn't deserve that. She wasn't the best, but you know she doesn't yeah. deserve that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, but like, if let's say someone from the Bronx or from Harlem tried to jump me with that other Brooklyn person there, unless it's real, real beef and like is like personal. Yeah. Everyone, it was a camaraderie. It's like I'm not gonna let you beat up my own, okay. our own. We, Interesting. We, it, was, it's, it was always like where, when, if ever you go to a concert, especially a New York concert, and they're like, "Hey, Queens, put your hands in the air." You hear a little bit, right? Staten Island never gets shouted out. No. But then it's like Harlem, you'll hear a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Bronx, you'll hear a lot of people, but Brooklyn, overwhelmingly, it doesn't matter where you're at. There's always someone from Brooklyn in there. And that was the beauty. It kind of felt like a fraternity. I didn't. I never joined the fraternity or anything in school. But I feel like that's kind of what a fraternity is kind of like. You know, like that yeah. camaraderie is like, I'm I'm a part of something bigger than I even know, and I can reach out to people when I need it. 
No, that's uh, got, that's super interesting. That's a that is a perspective that like does not get back to the Midwest at all. Like you hear about, like uh-huh. I mean the the people that do get quote unquote out of Brooklyn, like Biggie and two uh, or yeah Biggie who and Jay Z is who I was thinking of. Uh, they like uh-huh. you hear like they have that Brooklyn hometown pride, but you don't really like you don't really hear. Oh, this is. I mean, they had to have it. They had to have that pride, and like, uh, like yeah. M- Eminem is the the biggest example for me, just because you know from Michigan, he's yeah. from Detroit, Michigan. but like yeah. he represented the whole state. Like, unless he's going after Toledo, Ohio, which never happened. Like everyone was on board <laughs> with Eminem, who was from Michigan, because he was our he was our guy. But that kind of like there was no like quote-unquote border war like you're talking about where it's like oh people from queens are fucking up people from brooklyn we got to go jump these guys to show them what's what like that kind of shit just didn't happen that's wild and it was much worse before me like i you Mm -hmm. know i was born 92 so i what i had um the early 2000s is really like where it was going and that it was changing at the same time so like we was like the last of the mohicans you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's the the last of the real violent motherfuckers because it was going out the window as we speak like people had been moving and prices gentrification had started like the seeds of it had started and shit before that but it was it was always like a pride thing growing up i always knew of brooklyn to be a pride thing like i always felt good saying like yo i'm from brooklyn yeah like it just felt like really good and i find that like with other places especially like midwest or the south it's more like sports oriented yeah oh 100 percent sports are oriented here like if if i was to go to your parts and i was wearing a buckeyes jersey probably be a little bit of a problem i don't think people would like attack me but like i'll get some dirty looks and some like what yeah yeah people would be like really you're gonna wear that here really but that's about it but now I will say this about Eminem too. He's one of the only people I recall seeing a picture of him wearing uh, like a Michigan's jersey. It was probably like a Charles Woodson or some yeah. shit. And, and he was wearing it. He was performing. And I was sure, I'm 100% sure there was some Ohio people there and they didn't give a fuck. They was like, yeah, man, fuck it. He's the yeah. only person I saw get away with that. That would never happen anywhere else. No. <laughs> like the, I mean, still he- be like, hey, man. He was big like enough that they, yeah, he was big enough. He represented essentially that like angry trailer park, uh, like white kid. Uh, I mean, it's kind of the like, like the, the big argument now, or I guess, uh, I don't know, I don't know about argument, but like the thing that's happening with poor white people now is they're hearing this side that's like, oh, you <laughs> have white whites. privilege. And they're like, bitch, what white privilege do I have? I live in a trailer park. I make $7 a year. You're telling me I have privilege. Like he represented those guys, I mean, like those angry guys that were, that are no, just mad he- at the system and, and that cross is like sports borders and that's really i mean you nailed it like sports is really what the midwest bases itself off of you could tell yeah no 100 percent. yeah no from an outside looking in it's like it's always been about that like with with the whole eminem thing like eminem was the first donald trump in a lot of ways yeah he had a set organ audience he targeted well he just spoke to yeah and they was like yeah fuck it he wasn't trying but to I, like run the country or anything, but I see what you're saying. I mean, that's the difference. He's yeah. trying to run in hip hop, maybe, right. maybe, maybe. That's I, a yeah, difference. I can see that. 
It, it was a reach, but like it, you got it. No, I got. I I <laughs> don't think that's far. I don't think that's far off. Um, but that's. I mean, that's an interesting take that you're saying. Uh, I do have a question. Yeah, what no, was the What was the biggest beef? in new york like what neighborhoods hated each other the most which boroughs mm. hated each other the most like paint paint a picture here uh it, it it so i think the it was more borough borough on borough like i caught the end of that um like in the 80s and stuff it was more okay. like more neighborhood on neighborhood like it was still neighborhood on neighborhood but it was dying out like I said, last of the Mohegans, right? Yeah. But in terms of, it, it became gangs at one point. So now it's just like mm. Bloods versus Crips. And that was the thing. And and it was a difference, right? And people still sectioned off within it. It's like, I remember being in high school and I went to uh, Coney Island, uh, Lincoln High School, where, you know, Stephon Marbury, Lance Stevenson, all those people went. Yeah. I actually went to school with Lance Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, there was more gangs, but like the Harlem Crips really chilled with the Harlem Crips, but they were cool with Brooklyn Crips because it was still like that umbrella of Crip. Yeah. But they would, if they had an option, like if a Brooklyn Crip was getting jumped and a Harlem Crip was getting jumped, they were 100% going to save Harlem over huh. Brooklyn, but but they would save them and then try to save that because it was it's still a gang at one point. Got it. So after... It, when it became like gang oriented, that's when it changed, right? So Interesting. When I was coming up, it became it was just Crips and Bloods, and Bloods outnumbered the Crips. Okay. And growing growing up in Brooklyn, I was I'm, my favorite color is blue. It's you know. Yeah. Imagine my surprise <laughs> of trying to wear blue. Yeah. And no, but it, it was it wasn't it, no, it wasn't it wasn't good. That's when the screwdriver came in handy. Yeah. So. Right. It was one of. <laughs> It was one of those things. So it's it's hard to really pinpoint a neighborhood on neighborhood. It, I guess okay. like Harlem and Brooklyn has always historically had some back and forth. Uh, Queens and Brooklyn has always historically had some back and forth. Um, but like th those two things uh, were always that. But brooklyn once it when i was coming up it was gang oriented it changed the whole scope because now it's just like bloods and bloods and it's like oh you're blood from queens fuck it i'm a blood from brooklyn so you know we we're still gang members got it at the end of the day interesting it was, it, yeah huh so the the gangs almost sort of brought the boroughs together in a weird way Yes, and it was like it was it was more camaraderie because it was more, it was it was it just became like more of a thing. Like, hey man, you wear blue. It's like I do wear blue. You're right. Yeah, you you wear blue as well. Like, we no, should do something. And they're like, nobody could have yeah, predicted let's go stab that happening. People. Yeah, right. No, nah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> let's, let's go stab people wearing red. You know what? I never liked the color red. And, and they just go off into a pillage shit, shit. It's, that's how it was it was it was a weird it's a weird 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 thing that gangs did like growing up liking the color blue and just wanting to wear blue man i didn't wear it because i was more partial to crips like i didn't know their politics or their stances just wearing it because i like the color but it became a thing where it's like oh if you're wearing that color you're going to be associated then you have people who know that you're not in it, but they still just like want to attack you and yeah. try to 
fight you over it. And it's like, man, I'm just trying to go home from school, man. Like, it's not that serious. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck about your little gang shit. I mean, that that was going to be my next question is, like, how did you adapt to that, like, sort of environment? Like, what did you – like because – Besides, besides coming home with a screwdriver, just for you know safety's sake, so you have something to defend mm-hmm. yourself. Like, what is that like? What's going through your head where you're like, oh shit, do I have to like join one of these, or I'm gonna die, or like, oh. how do you survive? I joined the gang. <laughs> <laughs> which which one? I, jo- <laughs> I joined the Bloods. <laughs> oh <joined> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the Bloods, and uh, I found out that I was a. I, I was very blessed and lucky to find out that the organization that I had joined and the little fraction was fake. So I got kicked out. Oh wow! Well, I didn't kind of get kicked out, but it was it was like this whole thing where it's like, oh, I was never really blood this whole time, but like I thought I was because it, you know <laughs> I filled in the application and shit. So they had a full was, on application. <laughs> No, <laughs> imagine. I mean, you I bring don't your resume. Know. Yeah, right. You're like <laughs> shanked some bitch down on uh, down in Coney Island, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh <laughs> shit, was she pregnant?" You're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "You're in, buddy. You're in." <laughs> you got a you got a gap between your work history. Oh, that's yeah. when I went to jail. Right. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. Normally that would be a wait, wait. Which like, oh. which gang were you in in jail? That's important. <laughs> Oh, okay. That one? Yeah, yeah. You're in. You're good. You're good. All we right, like right, those cool, guys. Cool, cool, yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> no, I've 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 been literally asked to join every gang in New York. I mean <laughs> don't I mean And you overall, ended up with the comedians, you fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. The gang that doesn't pay. <laughs> Not at all. You haven't made a cent off this shit. <laughs> If I would have if I would have joined the Bloods for real, I probably would have at least had some money for a fucking oh, surgical man. mask. Yeah, you could have done the Rikers <laughs> Island circuit. It would have you would have been yeah, crushing. You would have been crushing. <laughs> I have performed in Rikers Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. It, it it wasn't. <laughs> It was, but it wasn't because when we was leaving, someone got stabbed. It was like, oh, oh shit, yeah, this is still Rikers. God damn, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. geez, wonder, wonder what gang he was in. Yeah, probably, right. He probably should have been carrying a screwdriver. That's probably. the whole I'm saying, man. You know, jails do a pretty it's, good job of limiting how many screwdrivers make it into them. True. That is very true. Not a good job on limiting how many black people, but that's a whole nother conversation. Well, you know, we're not here to... <laughs> well, that's not statistic. the point of this podcast, Chris. Maybe nah, maybe episode with two with you, we could get into uh, how to get less minorities <laughs> into the into the correctional system. But uh, that's, this all, one... that's all... That's my whole point of comedy, man. No, I'm fucking with yeah, you. Right? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, right? But no, I... I uh, yeah, I try... I got joined... I got asked to join every fucking gang latin kings uh the dominican gang the, what? well the big four you're not yeah. even hispanic hispanic i know <laughs> but like they act you know it's and the funniest pitch i've gotten was by the latin kings because i i remember i i won't say this person's name because i found out that they were a really high member andre's like, far it was like <laughs> God damn it! You got it. <laughs> shout shout out to the comedians who listen to this and know who that. Is. Yeah, but uh, it it was uh they it came to me and they was like, hey man, 
uh, what's up? And I was just like, cool, I'm just taking the train home. Mind you, coming home from Coney Island, uh, it was like a 15 ride, it was 15 stops yeah. ride. So that's, a, that's a good I was on there trip. F- that's a good it's amount a good of time. Distance, right? Yeah. Like, it's not, like, you can't ignore someone for 15 stops. Right. You yeah, gotta yeah. address it. Yep. So I, they come, they're like, yo, what's up, man? And I'm just like, hey, man, how you doing? And I already knew who they were because of colors and, you know, beads and stuff and and bandanas. So I already had an association. And first thing in my head is like, holy shit, I'm about to get jumped or I'm going to get stabbed. Uh, they have been known to cut people. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get cut. Like, I didn't do anything. This is dumb. I'm yeah. not even wearing yellow. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And... And he was like, hey, man. And they start talking to me. They just sit next to me and start talking to me. And then I'm making them laugh. Now, this is purely out of fear. I'm just, mm, yeah. just saying shit, and it's just funny to them. Uh-huh. And literally about 10 stops now away, the person goes, um, so check it. We're Latin kings. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I, I've noticed. And they go, uh, yeah, we would like you to join. Huh. And I was like, I, here's the thing. I'm not Hispanic. I'm not even a little bit Puerto Rican or anything, so I cannot join. I've always been under the impression that only Puerto Ricans, this is only Puerto Rican gang. Not even Dominicans can join. Like, this is only Puerto Rican. Yeah. He was like, nah, we got black people too. I said, huh. huh. <laughs> black, what do they do? And he goes, like, they hold the doors and do shit that we tell them to do. And I was like, so you got slaves, nigga? Sounds exciting. Like, what the fuck is going they just, they just yeah. ask you if you want to be their butler. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what the fuck? And I was just like, uh, nah, man, I'll get back to you. <laughs> and, and thank God. And thank God that that train, like, skipped a couple stops. It was one of the great, like, it was, like, the ideal situation. Mm. Like, you, everyone is ever who's ever taken a train in, in a rush is always was like, yo, I wish they would just go express and go straight to my stop. Yeah, give me and them skip stops. It literally goes from 10 to, like, two, like two or three stops because it was, like, a train literally right behind it. It was like, hey, man, we're going to this stop, then my stop. And I was just like... Oh, perfect! Beautiful. Like, I don't give a shit. Just do, do it. Beautiful. And then I, I was able to escape, and the dude tried to get me to join the Latin Kings. That so, way. so serious question. This, I mean, this kind of it might come off as a joke, but if you if you said like, "Nah, man, I'm part of the Bloods already," do you think they would have beat the shit out of you at least? Like, stat, at what the, what would have happened? I, I, at the time, I wasn't in a gang, so I was a free agent. So they saw my potential. <laughs> I had good stats. Is, it, and, is this like the NFL? Like, hold yeah, on. They what's saw your, my 40. What's your cap hit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they saw I ran up the stairs pretty fast to catch the train. It was like, all right, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe this guy could be helpful in some way. I bet he could open uh, the door real good. Yeah, real good. <laughs> His skin tone goes well with yellow. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fine. People won't. Uh, he he looks Hispanic enough. People won't think. Yeah. Uh, people people yeah. won't do a double take. They'll be like, oh, okay, all right, man. He's. I get it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if I would have, it would have probably just had. It would have been a fight because generally speaking, they wouldn't even probably ask me because if I was really. Uh, gang member, I would have been wearing my shit as well, and they would have mm. seen it, and then it would just became what Got it would have became. Was there like territories? Like, how would you have known? Yeah. 
or is it just I mean, like random? Like, I mean, no. So there's there were territories, but like, so like uh, Sunset Park, which is historically been like just a Hispanic area, mm-hmm. and Hispanic in all capacities. Like, there's MS13 and shit apparently that was over there. Wow, and and Puerto Ricans and Latin Kings and. And all all Hispanics, right? Guatemalans, everything. So traditionally, they've always been where uh, the bulk of the Latin kings have been resided. The Dominican gang, from my understanding, has always historically been like in the Bronx or uptown. So I never had to worry about that. Like the Spanish right. gangs was always mapped out. But in terms of like blood and crip, it it varied because like for instance uh like i said earlier gowanus was uh crip and red hook was always blood huh. hence red hook right uh, i don't know i don't, I don't think that's why like, it was named that but it makes sense no, we'll go no, with that's it. why that's why it was named there <laughs> really <laughs> it was named there. no of course not <laughs> it was named red hook way before that yeah i was, was like i'm pretty red sure the we, dutch named that in like 1700s but yeah you because know, it was whatever. red soil or some shit <laughs> some yeah. shit i don't know something stupid it's because of the bloods dog <laughs> <laughs> even in the 1700s the bloods man yeah watch out for them yeah uh, so there were like certain areas like that that you just knew and I guess I only really knew that because it was like imminent danger it's like oh we really go back and forth with them so like you should know but I didn't hmm. really know all of them like Brownsville has different projects within Brownsville and different sections so there are parts in Brownsville that are blood only and then there are parts in Brownsville that's crip there's uh, there's a place in East New York that's pink houses. And when I was growing up, it was always blood. And then literally the projects next to it is Crip, Cypress Hills. is and Oh, shit. So you, you you knew a little bit. You knew how to maneuver a tiny bit. Yeah. There were like kind of territories. But generally, no one really, we didn't really meet. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. We never really, it was like in schools and shit that you were, oh shit, you're from Brownsville. Oh shit, you're, because no one generally left your area. I will say, none of this, Brooklyn, you stayed there. None of this was in the brochure <laughs> when I moved in. Uh, so we're going to need to talk to uh, the Welcome to New York party because uh, they didn't tell me any of this shit. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't they didn't tell us that you guys were going to make our rent so high. <laughs> you told us. I do. I actually so do. You- I have a theory on why that happens. I want to run it by you as someone that's that's been here forever. Uh, mm-hmm. So my my theory isn't that like like, you know, I'm trying to deflect blame from myself that the theory like my my theory isn't that it's the people that come here and they work and they make enough money and they they have to find a place to live the bigger problem are is all the people who live in the city who their their rent is being paid for by their parents so they're paying way more money than they should be and that's driving up the rent other places because when i moved in i moved into bushwick which Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, I mean, it's not Williamsburg, but it's not 
not gentrified at the same time it's in that like middle ground like like there's not a ton of restaurants uh it's it's definitely not mostly white people there but it's like you know there was a coffee shop that served like smoked salmon sandwiches which like you know it's starting to it's starting to to come into that gentrification thing but it's like that was literally the only place I could afford when I moved in. And I'm like, who is living in these places in Manhattan? Who's living in these places in Williamsburg? And my theory is that I like I think most of the people that are living in those places are not actually paying for themselves. Their rich parents are paying for them to be there. And they're driving up the price because they're sure, living that's there. A, that's a big part of it. The yeah. landlords could bring uh, it up and then they charge more for those outer borough places like you know deep bushwick or jamaica or something like that uh or i mean i guess jamaica is like the last place that you can get an affordable house but then you have to ride the entire j train to get into manhattan so it's like i don't know the bronx as well yeah the bronx as well yeah i i i think there's some there's some truth to that i don't think it's a hundred percent but i think there's there's of course some truth to that uh, there's a lot of rich motherfuckers. Yeah. And they're not paying. And a lot of times, what I found was, um, and the few white women that I've talked to in my life, uh, <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple which, of them which went gang to, like, were they? <laughs> they were uh, the Caucus Mountains. <laughs> it was from, they repped the Caucus. Got it. Um, and they, they was going to like, fucking NYU and shit yeah and they was going there for like art and some weird shit but they were staying in a nice apartment and mm-hmm. I was like yeah you're, you're definitely not paying for this yourself and then like they would have like a little shitty job and I was like there's no way you can afford this apartment yeah in NYU in that like bitch you're not even left handed you can't get a scholarship or nothing like you're you're done right and yeah, and it was their parents. Their parents were paying. There's some fucking comedians like that, too, who their yeah. oh, parents yeah. are paying for the certain shit, and they're out here for that, and they're always pursuing some stupid uh, fucking degree. Yeah. And, you know, it's no. always like art theory. It's, I mean, it's you're, so, you're right, but what it's doing is it's pricing out other 100%. people. Like, and because it, now you look there, and you're like, oh, look who lives here. Look at this, and they're being able to keep up with the rent. I never have to worry yeah, no, I get it. I get it on a business standpoint. It makes total sense yeah. on a business standpoint right. what gentrification is. If you are a business owner or someone who owns properties, yeah, no, I get why you would be like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But morally, it's fucked up. And I think that's the the problem, right? Morals shouldn't, they have no place in business, really. Because if you're doing business, it's not really about morals. You're really doing it to make money. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean that's, that's just a conundrum it's true i mean it's it is a it's a tough question though because it's like how how do you get the gangs out of those areas because i mean red hook is a pretty pricey area right now like it's kind of the gangs are are pretty much done right so it's like and i know this is like a this is like a a tough and a loaded question but it's like how do you Mm -hmm. How do you get rid of the gangs? How do you get rid of like, you know, kids coming home from school with a screwdriver because they're afraid that they're going to get jumped without 
bringing up the prices and i don't say that to be like the the conservative white guy who's like this is all good we need this to happen because i i i understand all the ramifications but it's is i don't know i want i want to hear your theory i mean what would you have done differently with the area that you grew up in that could have made it better i uh, that's a that's a really good question i don't hmm if it were me and you just have to put a i guess like a cat did you ever see the show the wire i've seen a few episodes it's one of those that you know everybody says you should watch and then you you look at it and you're like seven seasons i don't have time to watch that but i guess in quarantine yeah, no, i probably I get, do yeah no it i i, I understand that because people would tell me like hey you should watch this and like <laughs> i'll hear it enough and then when i actually go to go to watch it i'm like holy shit they told me four seasons ago to watch this and now it's on season seven i'm yeah. like i don't want to commit to this now. exactly, this is exactly. that's why tiger king so was get, so good seven episodes yep. you're in and you're out in and out we'll we'll in finish on out, we'll man. finish on tiger king i'm not letting you get away with this question but yeah no we're, we're definitely okay. talking about See, tiger I, king but yeah I, I actually <laughs> want to know what your what your theory is here so if so and the reason i bring up the wire right was um there was a there was a thing they did in the wire is they um, designated an area for crime. So like, it's like, hmm. hey, you guys, we, you guys sell drugs only here. And like, it was like from the mayor and the governor, like everyone was fine with it. It was like, in this particular place of land, you guys are allowed to do whatever. And it was still like, of course, monitored. You still couldn't kill people, but there was like, we know we can't just get rid of all the crime without like just obliterating people you know like mm -hmm. I, I in order to get rid of all of it you would have to like essentially kill everyone who's involved in it right and to like just make it cease hmm. but if you just put in a controlled area there's a possibility like what's uh, I think Seattle or whatever they have like those heroin clinics and shit and that's controlled the uh, population of heroin addicts on the streets and, and the look of things so, I don't know exactly if it's Seattle. I believe it's Seattle. So I think a part of that is just, uh, and I'm still on the fence with that because I don't know everything that that encompasses, but just off the cuff, if asking me, uh, that's kind of what I would do. I would interesting. get a controlled area and just yeah. put people in like, hey, look, I know I can't stop crime. All, But like, I know if I can just be like, hey, this part of Bushwick is all yours. You guys can still live, you know, in the other place, but you cannot do shit like this outside of that area. And that would essentially, I think that could potentially keep the rent somewhat stable and at the same time take the crime out. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish that I had an answer for you. I don't, uh, it's uh, I, mm -hmm. I haven't lived it. I haven't studied it. So like from my perspective, I, I don't know that that could work. I don't know that that couldn't work. Uh, but same. I mean, that, that is kind of the it is kind of the approach that Portugal took with drugs, where they just decriminalized all drugs and they made uh, getting help for those drugs uh, much easier to get. Because what what I think is important to remember is like people don't want 
to necessarily have to sell drugs. Some people might want to Agreed. sell drugs, but nobody wants to have to sell drugs. And people don't want to have to join a gang. Uh, and so Agreed. if you give people the ability to not have to do something, you severely decrease the amount of people that actually want to do something, you know? Uh, I, I, I definitely agree with that because you know it's it's one of those things man when when you grow up and you see it and then like some people of course don't sell it because they necessarily have to right mm -hmm. you have that thing where it's just people doing it for a fad or whatever right and then you have other people who are selling it and you're like oh yeah this person literally i've been to their house they literally sleep on a mattress on the floor they have no food in their kitchen ever i get why you turned out to sell drugs right because right. this is whenever we would come to your house to pick up the basketball or whatever we came for for because it definitely wasn't video games this is what we see yeah it's like, oh shit you never have anything in your fucking kitchen yeah yeah i get it yeah so it's no one wants to have to do that shit but it seems like everyone wants to do it you know yeah it's one of those things where people want to do it because it was cool like i've done it yeah, I did it. Mine, mine was more of both ways. Like I was doing it because, you know, I was kind of on my own and I felt like I that I was living I'm my own man. I got to get my own money. I wasn't getting hired for certain jobs because right. I didn't have any experience. And I was also shooting really high. I was like going to car dealerships and shit. <laughs> Talking about like, hey, <laughs> I should. What? And you were I overconfident? That's not your thing. <laughs> no, 100 percent. I went to a, I went to a fucking <laughs> Nissan Bay Ridge dealership. <laughs> and all, I had an off-the-books job on my resume. Yeah, that was taught well. That's pretty good. So, <laughs> so, that's awesome. <laughs> so I, I I did it for both reasons, but it was some people I was doing it with, and I was like, nigga, you always got food in your house. Like, you always, like, your life ain't that bad. So, like, like you don't need to go to this. Like, you can still get a job, man. You got summer jobs and shit on your applications. You can do other shit. So I definitely understand where that is it's, it's a weird question because i would prefer if no one was uh going to jail for like these non-violent criminal offenses right personally like especially like if you're selling weed it's people that's in jail still yeah because they were selling weed in the fucking 80s yeah <laughs> it's like what and nowadays you could just walk around smoking weed and it's yeah. cool yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie and say that i haven't done it and i mean no you're smoking yeah. a weed pen right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. If you are, that's your, that's your I'm own enjoying thing. it. I'm in my parents' house, so it's a little harder for me to get away with. But uh, Smoke it know. with them. Share it. Yeah, right? No, I am in Michigan. It is legal, but my uh, my stepmom was like, no weed in the house. And I was like, uh, we've had weed in this house since I was 17 years old, so I uh, <laughs> didn't know about it. You don't make the rules here now. <laughs> yeah. Half mom, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, no, that's that's super interesting. We'll have to do another one because I wanna I wanna get into more of like your history growing up in this. But we got ten minutes left, mm -hmm. and we established before this that we got to talk about Tiger King because Let's that shit it. is fucking crazy. And uh, <laughs> I I remember <laughs> the the last uh, you've said it quite a few times that uh, and I quote Chris Baysmore, white people have no culture, and uh, this show is our that. culture. Isn't our culture fucking awesome? 
<laughs> no, <laughs> that shit is that shit is that shit is terrifying. <laughs> White people trying to fucking <laughs> create more obstacles and shit for themselves. That's all I saw. I saw a group of people creating more obstacles and, and yeah. shit. I get that. To handle it. White people like it's, to make things more difficult just for sport. I get it. A hundred percent. I get it. I, I understand. I, I get it. But like, no. It's motherfuckers. Is the, oh, my oh, God. Man. That was, it was such a beautifully done. I would like to say, before we get into like our the actual thing, I would like to say it was done so well where like you were on this person's side and then at by the end of it, you're like, yeah, no. This yeah. guy is a... This guy's a complete lunatic. There's not but, a single good person in that show. There's no hero. No. You root for the yes, Tigers, and I that's disagree. it. Disagree. I rooted disagree. for the guy they called Tony Montana. I liked him. Which guy? Tony Montana, the dude they called Tony. The I think his name was like Mario or something. He like went to prison for like 12 years, but they sentenced him to like 100 and he was the Cuban guy. I think he he like took snakes and put cocaine in them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was cool, but I mean, like he wasn't. I, like, a I just thought he was cool. He wasn't I a just good thought, guy. All. I mean, he was just I like mean, they hardly even him. interviewed him. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would have the, a drink with any of those guys, to be honest. I wouldn't necessarily want to be yeah. friends with them, but like two hours, I think you could get you could get a pretty good oh, conversation 100%. going, for sure. Even All right. out of Carol, <laughs> I'd get a drink with Carol Baskin. That bitch. The uh, nah, when no, nah, I would that. for so could, sure. So she could if, feed you to her tigers. I mean, I think uh, I think that'd be worth it. I think my funeral would be. <laughs> spiced up immensely if they were like yeah no i mean well we now know that she definitely killed her husband yeah <laughs> you would be a hero you yeah you'd be a hero i'm a martyr yeah so why don't you go and find go to florida you're youngish take her from her her old ass husband who's rich so yeah you got that to compete with that guy's but such a pussy. It. Holy shit. I called that oh, I hate right when he came on the screen. She like he was in the middle of talking. She interrupted him like real bad. And I was like, oh, he's a pussy. I said it yep. to my parents. I was like, he is totally whipped. And then they show that picture of him on the leash when they're on the beach. And I was like, see, yeah. I called it. I fucking called yeah, 100%. it. hundred <laughs> percent. He's he's a cuck. As soon yeah. as I saw him, I was the first thing I did is I looked over. because I was watching with my sister. Yeah. I paused it and I turned to my sister and I go, he definitely lets other men fuck his wife. Yep. Like I yep. didn't even say he's a cuck. I was just like, I literally defined it and she was like, oh, 100%. Yeah. I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> and then when exactly. the leash picture came up, yep. I was like, uh, yep. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? Leash picture. Nah, Come on. Like I called it. Yep. I, it's so many avenues to attack on this. I mean, Tiger King, the, it was it, it was such a great documentary. I get why it's still number one on Netflix. Oh yeah, for it's sure. So it's so good, and it's so much. Oh man, so well done, guys. Whoever yeah. did that, well done. It took him like five like, years. Like you remember in the beginning, he's like, "Oh yeah, I was going down. I was going to do this documentary about snakes," and that was like 2015, yeah. 2014, something like that. And then he finds mm -hmm. these big cat people. Could you imagine living with these assholes for like five years while you record stuff? Like that sounds like a no. nightmare. 
That sounds they so ate bad. Expired meat. I <laughs> know. That's terrible. <laughs> oh my they god. It, and and when I saw the people that was like excited and it was like, yeah, they get to pick it first before we give it to the cats. Right. I was just like what that's not good i don't give a fuck if i get to pick it first or last i'm eating expired <laughs> meat yeah but also you gotta this remember like these guys are so desperate that straight guys are willing to be gay just to be a part of this because oh, their life is 100%. so bad their life is so bad that like the guys just eating expired meat are like well at least i'm not getting fucked in the ass <laughs> yeah, the people. You know, I get it. I I definitely get it. And a lot of them came from like prison, like he said that in the beginning. He was hiring yeah. people who was downtrodden and shit, and he was giving them a chance. Right. He was but like, yeah, also, you'd see him on the bus stop. They just have their head down for like over a day, and they just sit on that bench, and you'd be like, all right, there it is, perfect person. They're gonna yeah. help me with my tigers perfect. now. I would. Oh man, I want to see the pit bull king. <laughs> Same thing, it's just black people. I would love you probably to see. grew up next to him, to be honest. Oh yeah, it was a pit bull <laughs> in my neighborhood, uh, literally in my building on the fourth floor that that ate a poodle. Holy shit! I was told shit. to go inside. Yeah. Wait, yeah, would the no, pit bull king a... be Michael Vick? I think he would be involved, but I don't know if he would be the pit bull king. Oh, okay. They got him he'd out be... the game too early. <laughs> He'd be he'd be he'd be like ponytail guy in the Tiger King where they interview him on the side about how crazy the actual Pitbull King is. He'll be Doc. He'll be Doc Antle. Antle, yes, exactly. (laughs) Which speaking of this guy, hundred percent a cult. I don't care what no one says. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. And he's like getting young women. That shit made me so disgusted. I know. Yeah. when I first saw him, I just thought he was kind of cool. I was like, ah, he's like a weird kind of cool dude. He probably has a lot of like war stories, although like they're not like real war stories. I was like, I would drink with this guy. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, so I met her when she was like uh, 16. She came to uh, live with us. Yeah. And then you're like buying them titties and making them. Oh, man. Yeah. This guy. Well, you know, that guy's, that guy's son is Instagram famous. He's got like 2 million followers on Instagram. God damn. Right? I forget I, I his first it. name. I mean his last name is is Antle, but he's like he's like a twenty one year old dude. He's got like long hair, looks like a California surfer guy, and all of his photos are just him with like baby tigers and baby lions and shit. And like I was talking with uh with one of my friends, they were like, Oh yeah, my younger sister follows him. She like loved him and now she can't like decide if she should unfollow or whatever and I was like, uh I mean seems like you should unfollow because his dad yeah. runs a sex cult. But uh yeah. you know, I guess that's not on me. <laughs> yeah, it's not my it's not my karma or my morality. I mean I just think that we need to learn for this as comedians. We know now if we want to be famous, we need to tell jokes with a baby tiger in our hand. Yeah. And I guarantee you, we can sell out the garden, man. For sure. That's what we need. That's what we got to do. telling jokes, man. You're right. Just get some tigers and some shit. You're 100% right. um, These motherfuckers made millions. When they said that, that fucked me up. Oh, yeah. I never truly understood the scope of a zoo and how they make money and like aquariums and stuff. I was like, I don't, unless you're like a real big one, like a sea world or some shit like that. I can't really see you breaking in, yeah. breaking even by that much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, but these like, was, 
I SeaWorld, Ooh. I would guess, makes a lot of money, and I, I know Carol Baskin yeah. made a lot of money. I don't think Joe Exotic made a lot of money because they were always talking about how he needed more. Like, if he was a legit millionaire, sure. if he had all this money stashed away, he wouldn't have needed that Jeff guy to come in and give him a bunch of cash. Like, I, like, I don't think uh, Joe Exotic was a good enough businessman to – up his price like i think he was selling these tickets for like five dollars each and he was just doing it because he wanted to entertain the people where like carol baskins i think was rich and i think all these other guys are super rich but i think i think joe exotic Mm -hmm. was was pretty poor but all right we got no go ahead sorry the grand scheme but before before you go i think the grand scheme of that is i don't think he was poor i just think he missed he didn't know how to manage his money and his funds right yeah i mean there's that yeah i just I, I don't think he was I, I doubt that he made as much as Carol and all of them but I don't think he was poor poor yeah I think he it was more that meets the eye and last thing on him before we get out of here is I was really upset when I found out that he was lip singing because that was his only redeemable factor to me I thought uh, that, that no. was him singing I just found I that, that out was... a couple of days ago I was like what but like they showed him in the car singing along with his music and it was like oh man that was really auto tuned like. I I yeah, just thought they I did thought. like a, I, like, I didn't realize it was a whole other person. Yeah, because when I first heard it, I was just like, I kind of like this guy's voice. Like it sounds like I'm not a big as we established. I'm not a big country <laughs> fan, but like I I was like, yo, this tracks. This sounds good. This yeah. sounds like what I I would expect. And then once I found out it was fake, I was like, everything's a lie, man. Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck him, him and his pierced penis. Yep. Fuck him. Yep. All right, last last question before we get out of here. This is my favorite question about Tiger King because everybody's got a different mm-hmm. opinion. I've literally heard a different person. I have heard every character on the show for this question. Chris Baysmore, who do you think is the worst person in that documentary? Mm. Um, hmm. They all have every answer is correct there's not a wrong answer they all have their case there's no like you could say the fucking janitor guy with no legs and he might be the only one who i'd be like really you hated him the most he was kind of cool yeah everyone else is a piece of shit i mean even then he's yeah he's not the worst person in the show but he's not like he was a meth addict like yeah, I mean, they, no, they but, deserve love, too. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's I true. All right. If We're getting distracted. Who wor- is, who is in your opinion, worst. the worst person? Carol. And the reason Carol. I say that okay. is because cause she's a hypocrite. And her, mm. her, her hypocrite, I don't know the, the full word, but, like, the fact that she was such a contradiction and she was such a hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, she she came shit off... Up. She came off like the good person. Like she was doing everything right and they were doing everything wrong. And then you find out that she's really just as bad as they are. doing the same shit. Yeah. It was tapes they showed of her teaching people how to fucking do all the things she did not want people to do. And all... And the thing that makes it worse is that she will never acknowledge those things. And that's what made, and that's how this whole thing started. If she just acknowledged, like, hey, you know what? I used to do this shit, too. I was wrong. Yep. And I see my faults in that. And that's why now I'm fighting to blah, 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 blah. I would 100% be on her side in that capacity. But once I figured that out, I was like, oh, shit. And then that just spiraled. And that led to all of this shit because her going at these people. 
and right. trying to take down the system. And it's like, you were a part of the same system. So for me, I think she's the worst because it, it was just, it's just like, man, you're, you're telling on everyone, but you're also selling crack, man. Yeah. It's like, I get what that. What are you doing? I get that. That's a great argument. I can't. Uh, I can't say that you're wrong. My my personal personally, I think Doc Antle's the worst because he's got the the sex cult, uh, and they are underage. I also think that if they spent more yeah. time on him, more dirty shit would have came up. And at the end, they did say he did get arrested. So you know, yeah, other shits rated. happening right there. But again, there's no wrong answer to this question. Yeah, man. They need to come out with a part two, like just on Doc Antle's now. Well, they're gonna make a that. they're gonna make a movie. Like I think Kate McKinnon's gonna play Carol Baskin. She's also gonna help uh, help make it. Kate McKinnon from SNL. Oh shit! Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm, I I don't job. know if I'm excited. It could be horrible, but uh, but man, I gotta go, I'll, dude. This was awesome. Uh, I learned a shitload. We gotta do a part two sometime uh, soon. But definitely, uh, man. Uh, this was great having me on. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Uh, for letting me talk about Brooklyn, man. Dude, it was it like I said, it was awesome. Stay safe. We'll talk soon. Have a good one, man. Definitely stay black, brother. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Bye.